Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers Hi dear listeners this is Rajasimhan welcome to the state of the economy podcast in this episode we are going to discuss jobs in the logistics sector which is poised for rapid growth in the coming years the reason for the growth includes government's production linked incentive scheme and surging rural demand staffing company teamless services says that the positive momentum in the logistics sector is expected to add nearly 10 million jobs by 2027 the transition from the unorganized to the organized sector adds to the momentum acting as a further catalyst for the industry expansion let's listen to what a balasubramanian vice president and business head teamly services has to say on the job market in the logistics sector thanks bala for joining uh, it's been a pleasure to have you thank you so much for having me over uh, bala let's start with some basics what's happening in the logistics sector uh, in india at this point to begin with our indian logistics industry employs uh, anywhere between 2 and 1/2 to 3 crore people uh, it's not really known to be a very high paying industry but ironically the cost of logistics in india is around 14% of our gdp whereas the global average is about 8% now intuitively you would think that given the kind of population density we have distribution should cost a lot less in india than in most other countries but it actually costs more so it's important for us as a nation to solve for the high cost and low efficiency of the logistics industry currently having said that this sector could add anywhere in the range of about a crore jobs in the next 5 years or so there are about five e factors driving this uh, i call these drags d r a g s d is for digitalization r is for rural consumption a for affordability g for government support and s for social media okay is there any sector driving this growth yeah absolutely see uh, when i said digitalization uh, and rural consumption the first two factors by digitalization i was referring to the fact that there is increased access to e-commerce among mm-hmm. our population and that coupled with uh, the increased rural consumption makes for a very potent mix now e-commerce is inseparable from logistics India is still a relatively underpenetrated market for e-commerce hence exponential growth in e-commerce augurs very well for logistics this is obvious though uh, a lot of people would be able to relate to this in fact the five factors that i mentioned out of those four would be relatable to most people one which may not be very relatable to people is government support because that is happening behind the scenes but it's driving a whole lot of impact the latest technologies like artificial intelligence machine learning seems to be catching up uh, in every sector how is it in the logistics sector adoption of technology and digitalization automation technology like uh, ai ml is catching on in every space and uh, logistics is no exception to this while this is to an extent solving for the problem of uh, low efficiency that i alluded to earlier and also the low productivity but it's also creating new jobs in areas such as data analytics software development automation etc it is not necessarily going to lead to a slightly muted increase in job creation in proportion to the increase in the sector's output you know secondly coming to what is not very 
obvious in this is is there really a shortage of manpower in this space uh yes and no uh, there is a shortage of manpower in certain pockets of the country not so much uh in the others so for example if you look at uh, the demand for workforce in the southern states the five southern states by and large it's extremely high and organizations such as ourselves are faced with the prospect of having to mobilize people from uh, the indo-gangetic plains when you say manpower obviously the numbers which you throw is huge uh, what sort of skills kit are actually uh, being looked at uh, is it kind of uh, basic skills or advanced mid level is it also technology oriented or is it across all these uh, which is happening now there will be some combination of all these going forward because while of course even today bulk of the workforce that is employed in the uh, in the logistics space is as per definition unskilled that doesn't mean it's completely with zero skills but there are basic skills involved which uh, you can inculcate in a person uh, within a few days it doesn't really require extensive training or education for that matter and uh, this outsized demand for unskilled workforce is continued or expected to continue in the same manner for the next few years as well but some uh digital literacy and some uh understanding of being able to read english is also expected if that's not there then these people are by and large unemployable so that's already become the norm now okay but this is uh, this industry is still a very unorganized industry is it uh, how do you define uh, whether uh, the organized versus the unorganized and uh, how people uh, towards uh, either is it going towards the organized sector or towards unorganized sector yeah so i think some global context here is extremely important i mean if you were to break down uh, logistics and supply chain into various uh, segments there is warehousing third party logistics you have then within transportation you have uh, line haul road transport there is rail uh, there is ocean freight and then there is parcels now by and large small parcels uh ocean freight are consolidated across the world but road transportation which accounts for a significant chunk of logistics spend globally remains a fragmented industry even in developed countries so it's not very different elsewhere in the world i think it's it's very important for us to put that out there uh, and yes in india it's extremely fragmented uh, the typical transportation company would probably employ a couple of trucks up to maybe a half a dozen trucks right and this accounts for the vast majority of the transportation companies out there yeah so capacity building consolidation would definitely need to happen and it is it is happening we can see it while it is still sluggish it's not really happening at the pace that it should there is a growing emerging trend of organized players and this is leading to increased investment because these are the people who do have the capital to invest in building better infra and technology and it's also creating new jobs and it will lead to improved productivity and hence lower cost as well okay but when you say logistics manpower per se uh, what's the definition here uh, is it uh, are we referring only to the say the truck industry or the warehouses or are we are also referring to maybe uh, the aviation sector also the ground handling workers uh, in the airports so where are we drawing a line on this actually yeah essentially when you say transportation transportation could involve transportation of people and goods logistics is typically just goods yeah so if you refer to just logistics uh, 
air cargo would come under its purview, not necessarily air travel. Yeah. And yes, we do have to include uh, air cargo handlers, warehouse operations, personnel, truck drivers, as well. Uh, the generic profiles that we would find in uh, warehouses such as pickers, packers, movers, loaders, unloaders, etc. And all the way down to the last mile delivery personnel who deliver parcels at your home. So it's the entire supply chain. Okay. Okay. But uh, how is it uh, this uh, logistics sector being looked at as a career opportunity? Uh, obviously, there are challenges uh, getting people, right? There is definitely a lot of challenge getting people because like I mentioned, uh, logistics is not really known to be a very high paying industry, which means uh, typically the people who do get hired end up, uh, the vast majority of people end up getting hired at minimum wages, which means uh, there are numerous other opportunities which could actually provide them slightly more gainful employment. And the kind of people we are talking about by and large would shift for a few hundred rupees extra per month. And that presents a huge challenge, especially among the last mile delivery personnel. The monthly attrition could be anywhere in the range of 20 to 20 to 40 percent. Oh, okay. Uh, but what, how do you define this last mile uh, examples could be? The last mile delivery partners who work with uh, restaurant aggregators, e-commerce companies, etc. So these are the people who typically are known as riders okay. who deliver parcels. So among this workforce, the attrition is, I mean, about 20 to 40% a month means that in three to four months, you completely churn your entire workforce. Mm -hmm. This uh, smaller city seems to be doing well, isn't it? Like uh, places like, uh, say, Coimbatore or Indore, Jaipur, Ahmedabad. Uh, how are they getting into this larger picture? We keep hearing the bigger city seems to be doing well in logistics sector. But uh, what's your feel on this, uh, Bala? Places like Coimbatore and Ahmedabad should not be called smaller cities at all anymore. I think they have become uh, significant centers of business and commerce long back. Uh, uh, and they are, I mean, almost at par with the established metros. With Yes, with tier 2 and tier 3 uh, cities, which are growing on a smaller base, we are expecting to see, to see significantly larger growth in percentage terms. While they may not be able to outweigh the demand, uh, in metros in absolute terms, but in terms of incremental growth, they are going to outstrip these metros over the next five years. So the demand for workforce as well is expected to move from 60-40 in metros versus tier 2 tier 3 locations to about 40-60 over the next 8-10 years. Okay. But uh, within the logistics, the categories which you pointed out, uh, where do you see the, the maximum number of hiring uh, happening actually? It's mostly happening at the entry level. So we are we're talking about, you know, the typical profiles such as warehouse operations, personnel, and like I mentioned before, your pickers, packers, movers, loaders, unloaders, etc. Plus the last mile delivery personnel. Now, if you were to look at uh, the typical ratio uh, of warehouse operations personnel versus the last mile delivery personnel, it's usually in the ratio of about one is to two. Mm -hmm. uh, and this these two uh, sets of people would account for anywhere between 80 to 90% of the workforce that's required in the logistics space and the other 10 to 20% would come from slightly more skilled personnel. And this would account for management personnel as well. So including that, it's it's less than 20% typically. Is it a kind of a seasonal also hiring with the festival? Normally we see 
demand for those last mile uh, people uh, whom you referred to uh, really yeah. go up and there is also in terms of the warehouses and also we see and but that is for at least four five months what I, is it so or is it kind of now maybe throughout the year we are seeing such pattern actually no there is definitely an impact driven by uh, festive season and it's not just for the last mile delivery personnel again we have this bias toward last mile delivery personnel because those are the people whom we interact with as consumers but there is an increase in the workforce across the entire supply chain which also includes the back end operators such as the people employed in warehouses uh, factories as well in factories of course because of how there is a lag between production and consumption the ramp up would start happening a few months before festival season as well uh, typically the bump in demand for workforce during festival season or around festival season is in the range of about 10 to 20% and this year it's around 20% more sequentially and what is the reason this year is it a season or i mean uh, season is good or is it uh, something else favorable base effect as well i think last year if you were to look at the festive season it came on the back of uh, the outbreak of war and extremely high commodity prices so the war uh, between russia and ukraine broke out in feb last year and subsequently over the next 5 6 months uh, because of two factors one is uh, commodity prices going up and secondly supply chains getting choked everywhere it was extremely difficult for various companies to manage their costs and they had to pass on price increases to consumers and because of this demand was muted especially in rural markets Now, typically rural markets do account for close to half of the revenue of various consumer goods companies and because of that uh, the last festive season there wasn't really much of a demand for increased workforce around festive season but now with inflation easing Uh, and prices stabilizing uh, you know consumer products companies are expecting to see beyond festive season okay. uh, this logistics uh, performance index actually we india did uh, phenomenally well uh, but uh, how do you see the uh, role of the industry itself in uh, supporting india's really booming economy and uh, its push yeah. in the global logistics landscape yeah so here is where the aspect of government initiatives comes into the picture i mentioned that this may not be a very intuitive or relatable aspect which people would be able to see now i would like to specifically focus on three initiatives which would actually help in making logistics as a source of strategic advantage for india as an economy rather than as a drain of resources because at 14% of gdp it is a drain of resources against the global average of 8% the first initiative is nlp which is the national logistics policy now the second initiative is the pm gati shakti scheme and thirdly i would also like to talk about pli that is the production linked incentive policy as well if you were to look at uh, uh, the national logistics policy that is the nlp uh, this is a comprehensive framework that covers a wide range of issues related to the logistics sector now this includes process reengineering multimodal transport digitalization and digitization infrastructure development and even skill development and if you were to look at uh, the objective of the scheme it is to reduce uh, the cost and also to increase the efficiency and productivity of this industry as a whole the roi that we get as a country from this industry has to go up and that is the problem statement that that this initiative is trying to solve the second scheme that is the pm gati shakti scheme as the name indicates is a more focused initiative that specifically 
targets improving connectivity between various modes of transportation. About 100 different projects have been identified as part of this. One of them is the, uh, the upcoming Noida International Airport near Jeva, UP. And the objective of this initiative is to make for a much more conducive environment for the flow of goods, which would reduce the time and hence the cost of transportation as well. Now, because of this, what's going to happen is that the logistics costs will come down, which means the cost of production and distribution will also come down because of which, again, prices will come down. Consumption will go up, which leads to even more production and distribution. And this will also help in making our exports more competitive. Here is where the PLI scheme comes into the picture. Now, the objective of the PLI scheme is to ensure that manufacturers get incentivized, not just for catering to domestic demand, but also for exports, because ultimately it's about production. It's not a consumption-driven incentive. It's a production-linked uh, linked incentive scheme. Now, specifically three sectors, electronics, pharmaceuticals, and automobiles, these three sectors alone so far have benefited to the extent of 1 lakh crore rupees in approved incentives from this scheme. Now, this is going to anyway lower the cost of production, which will increase domestic consumption and will also make our exports more competitive. This in tandem with reduced logistics costs because of schemes like NLP and PM Gati Shakti scheme is going to create a perpetual virtuous cycle for us. We want to understand um, about uh, how Teamless is helping the logistics companies in terms of hiring. What do you do uh, and where do you expect uh, your hiring to come from to serve these clients? Actually? So there are three things that we do. If, if I were to break down everything that we do in our contribution towards the logistics sector, one is uh, identification of people. Secondly, in skill development. And thirdly, in giving them gainful placement or employment opportunities. Now, when I speak about identification, uh, it happens uh, through multiple modes. So we have our own Teamly Skills University uh, in Baroda and Gujarat. And we also have partnerships with uh, numerous universities across the country and also with uh, organizations like the National Skill Development uh, uh, Center. Apart from this, we also conduct various job fairs and also partake in job fairs across the country. And we act as a platform, essentially. We may not be a job creator, but then we are a platform that connects people to jobs. Uh, and it's also important for us to be able to contribute towards the employability of these people as well and be able to place them uh, in gainful opportunities where not only are they paid, but they're also well taken care of. And here is where our relationships with over 3,500 corporates in India comes into the picture. Now, these are large employers who are also compliant and ensure that these people have career paths and not just a job. On that note, thanks uh, Bala for joining. It was really a uh, good uh, talking to you. Okay, thank you so very much for having me once again. Thank you.